come to your comfortable cross-legged seated position. Perhaps up on some padding, just making sure that the level of your pelvic crest lies higher than your knees. That will set you up for a comfortable seat for the next five to seven minutes that we're here. Once you've found your seat, close your eyes. You can rest your palms either face down or face up on your thighs. And just experiment with the effect of each of those hand positions. I am always a face down person. I help find it's helpful to arrive with that face, hands face down position. But maybe if you're really, um, really tired and you need to be picked up, you need to more of um, that sensation, then turn your palms to face up. Notice your breath at this time. What are the qualities of your breathing as you've entered the room this morning? Maybe your breath is already slow and deep. Maybe your breath is shallow and ragged. Take note of the breath. Take note of the body. Is there anything that's calling for your mind's attention? Out of discomfort, out of soreness, maybe even pain. Whatever it is, wherever it is, allow your mind to occupy those areas. And think about as we move through the different postures today, our awareness throughout our bodies. And using that awareness to try to bring relief, try to bring uh, Try to bring freedom from suffering. And then consider how you're feeling on an emotional level this morning. And maybe the quality of your thinking this morning. Maybe your mind's racing. Maybe you're having a difficult time forming thoughts. Whatever it is, just use this time to check in. Relax your feet, your ankles, shins and calves, knees and thighs. Feel the weight being distributed through your sits bones, left and right. And then if one side feels heavier than the other, simply rock from side to side until you feel that your weight is evenly distributed. And you might imagine roots growing from your lower body into the earth. So that you're not only set atop the earth, but you are extending energy from your body into the floor below, creating a connection, setting a foundation. And then from the earth, draw up, draw up into your spine and grow tall. Tilt your chin parallel to the floor as you ease the sides of your neck back slightly. Aligning your head over your heart, your heart over the center of your pelvis. Pull your shoulders up towards your ears, lifting into your armpits and lengthening the sides of your body. Keeping the sides of your body long, now actively loop your shoulder blades together at your upper back. Causing your collarbones to broaden, your heart to open and lift. 
Now allow the forearms to become heavy, elbows drawing towards the earth, bringing with them the shoulder blades down the back side of the chest. Maintain the open lift of the heart and then bring your attention to your upper abdomen. Knit your lower front ribs in towards one another creating a tone at your upper abdomen, and then subtly ease that, uh, that upper abdomen, that central point towards your spine to lengthen through your lower back. This is Sukhasana, or easy pose. Soften your skin. Allow the expression on your face to neutralize as you allow your forehead to broaden, your cheeks to become slack, eyelids heavy, jaw soft. Now once again, turn to your breath, breathing in and out through your nostrils and gradually cultivating a slow and deep breathing pattern. As you inhale, think about filling your lungs, filling your middle body from bottom, middle to top. So you might even think about the breath starting at the floor of your pelvis, filling your belly and low back, ribs, middle back, chest, upper back, even growing up the back of your throat, even growing through the crown of your head. And then exhale, brings the mind's eye back down from the crown of the head, down through the skull, down through the throat, down through the chest and upper back, ribs, middle back, belly and low back, and exhaling from the floor of your pelvis. So each breath takes you on that same journey. Begin Ujjayi Pranayama, if you have not already, by drawing in a gentle contraction at the back of your throat. So your breath now has an aspirant sound, like the sound of ocean waves. So allow that sound to continually draw your attention back to the breath and thusly back to the present. All you have to do at this time is to breathe and observe your breathing. And we'll breathe together through three more rounds of Ujjayi Pranayama using the slow inhale count of five and the slow exhale count of five. So wherever you are with your breath, empty your lungs completely. And we'll inhale for one, two, three, four, five. Fill and hold. And with control, exhale from top to bottom. Five, four, three, two, one. Again, inhale, one, two, 
three, four, five. Sip any additional air in at the top. Fill and exhale with control. Five, four, three, two, one. Empty. Last biggest breath in together. One, two, three, four, five. Fill and hold. Feel expansive. And exhale. Five, four, three, two, one. Hold yourself empty for a moment. For resuming your next breath and bringing your palms together in front of heart center. We'll invoke the moving practice by chanting the mantra Om three times. Please chant along if you feel comfortable doing so, or just listen to the other voices in the room as we bring our individual sounds together. Exhale and inhale for Om. Om. heart, release your palms to your thighs, and then slowly lift your head as you open your eyes. Okay, you can come off of any hiding, place it off to the side of your mat, and walk forward into a plant, or into a tabletop position. Spread your fingers and palms and place your wrists below your shoulders. Knees are hip-width distance apart as we begin to move into cow and cat. Inhale, belly and chest melt to the floor. Tailbone engaged, lift to the sky in cow pose. As you exhale, round your spine. Chin to chest, tailbone towards the floor, belly button towards the ceiling in cat. And now continue with the pace of your own breathing. You allowing the breath to dictate the pace of movement. Using the entire breath to come to the peak expression of each posture. So at the very bottom of your breath, the belly button's at its highest point. At the very top of your inhale, the heart is dropping down and pulling forward, shoulder blades drawing together at the upper back. And as you move through this little uh, flow, this movement with breath, use this as an opportunity to check in with your spine, with your shoulders, with your hip, with, with your body in general. Notice what you're feeling, what's calling your attention as you shift from posture to posture. And then with an inhale, come back to a neutral spine. Thread your right hand between your knees, reaching back for your left calf ankle or even heel, angling the back of your right shoulder to the floor, right side of the head to the floor as you shift the left shoulder towards the right side of your mat into this kind of twisted child's pose. So targeting the back of the right shoulder and getting this pretty deep 
twist in the spine. So you're bringing your internal organs out like you would wring out a sponge. So that's going to restrict your ability to breathe a bit, but try to breathe deeply despite the shape. Press your knees down, lift your hips up, and even shift your hips to the right as they'll want to move to the left. Inhale back through center, back through table, and then left hand threads between the knees, reaching back for right calf, ankle, or heel. Back of the left shoulder, left side of the head to the floor. Gaze lifts skyward. Press the right hand into the floor, shifting the right shoulder towards the left side of your mat. Press the knees down, lift the hips up, and avoid allowing the hips to shift right of center. So probably pulling the hips back to the left slightly. And again, within this uh, constricted shape, creates deep breath. So inhale is like filling the sponge with water. Exhale is like wringing the sponge out, helping to promote blood circulation here. And inhale back to table. From here, make sure your knees are hip width distance, tuck your toes under, and just lift your knees a couple inches from the floor, engaging your abdomen to do so. And now keeping your knees deeply bent, begin to press the floor forward with your hands as you send your hips as far back towards the wall behind you as you can. So increasing the distance from your fingertips to your outer hips. Lengthening your spine, you can release the weight of your head down. And then slowly keep one knee bent and extend the opposite leg as straight as you can. Moving into a dog position, bending one knee at a time to walk your dog. So I encourage that you do this slowly so that you really get some awareness along the back of each leg, maybe being able to identify a shorter leg or a tighter side. And in identifying that, you might give that side a little bit more attention. Recognize that there might be something holding that leg back or keeping that leg from extending fully. And then bring your dog back to stillness by releasing both heels to the floor as you continue to press your hips up and back, the earth down and forward with your hands. Inhale, shift forward into plank. And if you need to move your feet, that's a good, um, that's a good uh, <laughs> signal to you that you need a longer dog. So plank should move easily back into dog. So let's do that now. Exhale, hips up and back. Inhale forward again into plank. One long line from shoulders, hips to heels. Exhale, bend your elbows back, lower down with control, coming down into a push-up. Inhale and press back up. Exhale, hips move up and back. So that's one push-up. We're gonna do four more. Inhale, come forward to plank. Exhale, lower down, coming to your knees, if that helps the integrity of your posture. Inhale, press up. Exhale, hips up and back. Inhale, forward to plank. 
Exhale, lower down. Inhale, lift. Exhale, hips up and back. Two more, first set. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower with control. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips lead you up and back. Last one, strongest one. Inhale, forward. Exhale to lower. Inhale to press. Exhale, hips lead you up and back. Once again, down dog. From here, inhale as you lift your right leg straight up and back. Three-legged dog. Look to the front of your mat and exhale as you lunge your right foot forward. Long stride here. Land your heel below your knee. If it doesn't come all the way forward, give it a hand. And then melt your hips down and forward till your right thigh is parallel to the floor. As your hips melt, activate that back leg. Left inner thigh lifts away from the floor, so back leg is straight and strong. Chest reaches forward, shoulders away from your ears as you extend back through your left heel. So keep your legs as they are in this lunge posture and bring your left hand to the floor, right hand to your right thigh. Begin to shift your left ribs towards your right inner thigh to stack your right shoulder on top of your left shoulder. Once your shoulders are stacked, extend your right arm to the sky. Open up. Lengthen through the crown of your head. Reach through your back heel. And if you'd like, you can start to go even further here. Rotate your outer ribs towards your right inner thigh and embrace the entire sky as you tilt the sides of your neck back. Open your chest up to the ceiling. Keep your back inner thigh lifting. And then look down, release your right hand back to the floor. Melt your left knee to the earth. We'll do another little flow here. Exhale, hips go back, right toes to the sky. Round your spine, tuck your chin to your chest. And inhale, right foot back to the floor as you shift your hips forward and down and curl your chest to the sky. And exhale brings you back. And you can use a half a breath to move from posture to posture, but if that seems really fast for you, you can take an entire breath in each pose before using an inhale to come forward and using an exhale to shift back. And so again, I like to remind uh, you guys here that this, uh, this in particular is not a posture or not a flow that really needs to So just use these movements to really get in touch with your own body, really starting to wake up the hips, the psoas on the left side, the hamstrings on the right side. And then inhale, come forward once again, plant your hands and send your right leg back to down dog. And then with an inhale, Lift the left leg to three-legged dog. With an exhale, lunge to your left foot forward. Again, same long stride, setting up on the second side. Knee over heel, left thigh comes parallel to the floor as you allow the weight of your hips to fall forward and down. Lift through your right inner thigh, straight, strong back leg. As your heel reaches back, your chest extends forward, shoulders away from the ears, shoulder blades again sliding down the back of the chest. So recognize your lunge, be in your lunge, and then bring your right hand to the floor, keeping your legs and hips as they are, left hand to your thigh, and then pressing your left hands into your thigh, shift your right ribs towards your left inner thigh, 
to stack your shoulders. Left arm to the sky. And then again, if you'd like to open the pose up further, keep your back leg lifted as you begin to shift your right ribs even more deeply towards your left inner thigh, creating a openness of your heart to the sky as you embrace the entire sky. And then look down, left hand to the floor, right knee to the earth. Exhale, hips move back, round your spine, chin to chest, lengthening the left leg. Inhale, hips shift down and forward. So as on the right side is activated, chest lifts, curl your upper body back. So again, move with coordination to your breath in whatever way seems suitable this morning for your body, for your state of mind. of your practice really comes from becoming the master of your own body, really mastering and um, honoring the communication between your mind and body. It's not that you can do a certain number of poses or you can do poses that are considered advanced postures. Okay. Come forward once more and then again press back to down dog. Hips lift up and back, head releases down, and look towards your feet. Today, let's walk the hands to the feet and eventually come to folded forward at the back of your mat. So as you find yourself in this forward folded position, consciously shift weight towards the base of your toes, not into the toes themselves, You don't want the toes to discolor with pressure into the earth, but you just want to ground through the knuckles of your toes. Make sure the grounding is even between both feet and between the inner and outer edges of both feet. Now bend your knees to rest your torso on your thighs as you allow the upper body to release completely in this forward fold, taking hold of opposite forearms or opposite biceps here. Do any subtle movements that you'd like to really encourage this idea of letting go. Maybe the head nods yes and no. Maybe the uh, elbows shift from side to side. Maybe you walk the rib cage down the thighs a couple of times to lengthen through the torso and low back. So just using the strength of the legs, the lift of the hips to create this inversion for the upper body almost like an inversion table, just letting the weight, letting gravity draw down. Each exhalation, thinking about releasing further, surrendering the elbow, surrendering the head to the floor. And in this way, starting to find more space between each vertebra along the spine. Okay. Now utilizing that length as you bring your fingertips back to the floor, actively extend the crown of your head towards the earth as you begin the long, slow journey towards straight legs. So maybe this journey takes five seconds, maybe it takes five years, five decades. 
Be where you are. Be where you need to be today. Identify your boundaries in the shapes and honor those boundaries and then begin to breathe into them. Breathe into a widening of the shape, a broadening of the shape. So weight continues to shift forward as outer hips lift. Kneecaps draw away from the earth with the engagement of your quadriceps. And here be aware of the inner upper thighs. So this is what uh, we used to call in Anasara, the kind of yoga that I originally trained in, um, the inner spiraling of the thighs. So the inner upper thighs are meant to move back towards the wall behind you. And then as they're moving back, they begin to widen away from one another. And as you start to connect with these actions, there's this sense of broadening across the back side of the pelvis. Okay, keep your legs and hips as they are here. Bring your palms to your shins. Inhale, straighten your arms and extend your heart forward. Breathe here. So create a cow pose in the upper back, that pose we did earlier. Shoulder blades pull together at the back of the heart. Shoulder blades draw down towards the hips as the heart opens and extends forward. And then exhale as you fold forward once more. Inhale, arms sweep out, up and overhead as you come all the way to standing. And exhale, bring your arms down by your sides. Okay, um, a lot of us landed really close to the wall, so come forward on your mat a little bit. You can even come all the way to the top of your mat and grab your strap. Uh, okay, so take your strap, uh, shoulder width apart with your hands. <laughs> take hold of your strap with both hands and hold the strap shoulder distance apart in front of you. So now as you're standing, shift weight to your heels. Lift into your kneecaps, draw your lower ribs in and back as you lengthen your tailbone down. Reach through your knuckles, and as you lengthen your arms by extending through your knuckles, now pull your arms into your shoulder sockets. So extend and engage. Keeping that engagement, slowly start to lift the strap overhead. Biceps come by your ears, extend through your knuckles, shoulders down the back, lower ribs draw in and back, weight is in the heels. Exhale, upper body shifts to the right, keeping chest and hips squared to the room in front of you. Inhale, lift and lengthen through center, and exhale, upper body now to the left. Inhale through center and begin to move with your breath side to side, Maybe going a little bit deeper into the side bending, the lateral shape as you find each side anew. Keeping the face soft, heels rooted to the floor. So as you root the heels, extend through your knuckles, waking up each side of your body. And then one more visit to the left, and then come back through center. Now tilt your chin to the sky. Look up and extend from your belly button to your heart up and out through your chin to length, lengthen along the front side of your torso. Begin to draw your biceps back behind your ears.
keeping your shoulder blades moving down the back side of your chest. Knuckles start to curl towards the back wall. Now find your breath. With each inhale, really inflate your chest, grow your inner body broad. And then as you exhale, imagine you're leaning back into the support of two helpful hands, one supporting the back of your head and one supporting and lifting the back of your heart. So just arching into the upper back, keeping the back of the neck long as knuckles reach back, head tilts back, heart pours to the sky. And then slowly chest forward, head forward, arms forward. Look forward once more and begin to slide your hands slowly apart as you roll your shoulders back, bringing the strap down behind your back. Inhale, strap lifts, and continue to move with your breath. So the, uh, the more you try to keep your strap, uh, your hands closer together, the more difficult it's going to be. The more you try to keep your elbows straight, the more difficult it's going to be. So gauge your, gauge your own experience here. And if you'd like to bring a little variety, you can bend one elbow at a time and straighten the opposite arm, bringing the concentration to one shoulder at a time. So I use this little sequence a lot in my practice because I find it's a really good way to uh, find out what's going on in the shoulders and the chest and maybe discovering some things you weren't even aware of. Okay, and release the strap off to the side. That's enough strap for now. With an inhale, sweep your arms overhead, reach up, and with your breath, exhale and flow forward. Fingertips to the floor, head releases, fold. Inhale, palms come to shins, cow to the upper back. Exhale and fold forward, head releases. Inhale, arms sweep out, up and overhead as you come to standing. Exhale, palms come to heart center. Again, with the breath, sweep up, inhale. Exhale with grace, flow forward, shifting weight forward in the feet. Inhale, palms to shins, extend your heart. Exhale and fold once more, fingertips to the floor. Inhale, rise up. Exhale, palms come to heart center and hands come to hips. Reach your left foot down and bring your right heel to a hover. So just establishing balance on one leg. As you uh, bring the foot to a hover, keep your hips at an even height. What will, want, what will tend to happen is your right hip will hike up higher than your left. So keep your hips at the same height. Keep your hips squared forward. And now from here, we're going to come to tree pose. So Bend over, reach for your right ankle, and then place your right foot to the inside of your left calf, or if it's available, to the inside of your left thigh. Once you have your foot pressing into your leg, then press them into one another evenly. Not so that you're not trying to knock yourself over in two directions, but that you're trying to bring strength and stability to the middle line of this posture. Palms together in front of your heart. And as you keep the hips squared forward, try to extend as much as you can through the inseam of your right leg, inseam of your right thigh, to point the knee out to the right. 
And as you extend through the inner leg, contract through the right outer hip so that the tailbone remains extending down and even tucking forward to keep the lower spine long, to keep the chest over the hips. If you're feeling balanced here, you can take your arms and sweep them out, up, and overhead, growing the branches of your tree pose tall. Eventually in this pose, work with magnetizing palms together, interlacing your fingers, crossing your thumbs, and pointing your index fingers to the sky. As you reach your fingertips to the sky, once again, pull your shoulders down away from your ears. And then kind of the icing on the cake is to experiment with your balance by taking your gaze forward, eventually tilting your head back in this pose so your gaze looks beyond your thumbs towards the sky. So experiment with your tree as you lift your chest skyward, lengthen your tailbone towards the floor. Root through the earth, reach to the sky. And then as you're ready, release your arms and right foot back to the floor. Shake out the left leg. And then right foot grounds, spread your toes. So create a wide, solid base with your right foot. The wider the foot, the more space you have to balance. Hands on the hips, left heel extends. Pull back through your left toes, hips at an even height, and squaring forward. So establish your balance. Notice all of the micro-movements your body is making to keep you balanced here. Try not to micromanage those movements. Trust the intelligence of your body to shift you all these different ways to stay standing. And then take your left ankle, place your foot to the inside of calf or thigh. Once you have that pressure of leg into foot, foot into leg, extend through your left inner thigh. Contract through your left outer hip. Lengthen your tailbone down as you lift your chest up and bring your palms together in front of your heart. Again, establish a gaze. Something It's good to look at something that's not moving. Maybe the floor, maybe the wall in front of you. And just soften your eyes. No need to shoot daggers out of your eyes to balance. If you'd like, arms out, up and overhead. Grow your branches tall. As you extend through your fingertips, pull your shoulder blades once again down your back. If you did it the first time, you can interlace your fingers, probably trying to experiment with bringing the opposite thumb in front. So there's, we each tend to go for a particular interlace, try to switch it up and go for that more awkward interlace of the fingers. And then again, if you'd like to experiment with your balance today, gaze starts to float forward and eventually head tilts back as gaze reaches up beyond your thumbs. Try to soften your face here. Let go of that which is not serving you, which is probably a ripping of your jaw or a um, grinding of your teeth is probably not helpful either. And as you're ready, arms down, left foot back to the floor. And let's everyone bring your feet together. So um, if you can stand with your feet together, please do so. If that is not possible, then just place a block between your thighs and keep your feet apart. Okay, for this next sequence of awkward chair. 
Inhale, sweep your arms overhead, and as you exhale, once again, flow forward, fingertips to the floor in front of you. Inhale, palms come to shins, cow to the upper back, and exhale, walk your fingertips behind your heels as you sit down into your imaginary chair. Weight is now in the heels, ankles and knees gently pull together. Tuck your chin to your chest, pull your forehead towards or someday to your knees as you round your spine strongly. Pull your belly button and the sides of your waist away from your thighs. Round your lower back like cat pose. Keep that and look forward. Extend your arms forward as you draw your waistline back. And then peel your chin and chest away from the floor, pulling your biceps towards or someday even behind your ears as you continue to sit down into your chair. Weight in the heels, ankles and knees together. Waistline back, heart peels towards the ceiling. Cat pose in the low back, cow pose in the upper back. Look up, curl up for five, four, three, two, one, and fold. Hips high, head low, exhale as you fold forward. Inhale, palms come to shins, cow to the upper back. Exhale, fold once more, fingertips to the floor. Inhale, arms sweep out, up, and overhead as you reach to the sky. Exhale, palms together in front of your heart. One more time with a little more speed. Inhale, arms up. Exhale, fold forward. Inhale, palms to shins, extend your spine. Exhale, sit in your seat, fingertips behind your heels. Establish your deep seat, establish your rounded spine, look forward, arms forward. Waistline back as your chest reaches and then peel your chin and chest away from the floor. Keeping your hips low, ankles and knees together for five, four, three, two, and one. Fold hips high, head low, exhale here. Inhale, palms come to shins, extend your spine. Exhale as you fold, fingertips to the floor. Inhale, arms sweep out, up, and overhead as you reach up. Exhale, palms to hearts and arms at your side. Okay, turn to face the green wall and have your blocks handy in front of you as we move from goddess to our wide-legged forward fold. So you may not find that the blocks are necessary, but they'll be there if you need them. Okay, goddess pose. Take your feet um, about three to three and a half feet apart. I always say you can adjust this pose as you get down, down into it, as I always do. Turn your toes out at about a 45 degree angle. Start with your hands on your hips. So stack your head over your heart, heart over your pelvis, and begin to bend your knees in the direction of your toes. So imagine a weight pulling your tailbone towards the floor as you extend through your inner thighs, just as we did in tree pose. Extension through the inner knees, contraction through the outer hips, roll the shoulders back, lift the chest up, draw the waistline back, tuck your tailbone down. So Ross, turn your toes out a little more, yeah, and then extend your knees in a wider, at a wider angle, perfect. Okay, from here, sweep your arms up overhead. Exhale, right arm underneath your left. Cross your arms above the elbows. Wrap your forearms and bring your palms together. Eagle arms. If you can't reach your hands, grab hold of opposite shoulders. Good. Elbows away from the floor as tailbone melts down. 
Forearms away from your face as shoulder blades draw down the back of your chest. Shift weight to your heels as you contract your outer hips. Inhale, sweep your arms overhead. Exhale, left arm under right. Wrap your forearms, bring palms together, grab opposite shoulders. Elbows up, shoulder blades down, forearms away from the face. Tuck your tailbone, extend through your inner thighs, contract through your outer hips, weight in the heels. Inhale, sweep up, straighten your legs. Exhale, arms at your sides. Okay, walk your feet wider apart. Bringing the outside edges of your feet parallel to the outside edges of your mat. And then turn your toes in slightly from there, so you're a little bit pigeon toes. So Roscoe, wider if you can. Go as wide as you comfortably can to begin with. And then as we stand, weight will be in the heels. Lift your kneecaps up as you tilt your chin to the sky. Wrap your shoulder blades onto the back of your heart. Point your elbows towards the back wall. Lengthen along the front of your torso. And then with an exhale, hinge at your hips until your chest is parallel to the floor. Plant your wrists below your shoulders. And we're not going to skip this step as we often tend to. So as you're in this halfway position, just like we do in the halfway folded pose, bring cow into your upper back. So shoulder blades onto the back of your heart, shoulders away from your ears as heart extends forward. So feel that engagement at the upper back. And then exhale as you extend the length of your spine towards the floor. Walk your hands back, keeping your wrists and elbows shoulder width distance apart. Fingertips pointing in the same direction as your toes. As you fold forward here, weight shifts forward in your feet, just as in the, our other forward folds. Without discoloring your toes, shift weight to the knuckles of your feet, pressing evenly between left and right, pressing evenly between the inside and outside of each foot. And now here's where the blocks can come in. So bring your head to grounding here. So it might be on the mat, it might be on the floor eventually, but if you're not quite there yet, bring a block or a couple blocks underneath your head so that you find some place of resistance. And then once your head is against something, press down through the crown of your head, lengthening your spine. Lift your hips up and back. So just like I mentioned in the forward folded position, again, enacting this idea of inner spiraling the upper thighs. So upper inner thighs, reach back, and then broaden apart to create this broadness across the pelvis. Good. And you might find that just a little bit of time, a little bit of concentration in this shape will start to open up the back side of the body. So lengthen the back of the legs, lengthen the spine, allowing you to bring your head to a lower setting of the prop or if your head is already on the floor, allowing you to gradually walk your feet closer together. Good, really nice. Okay, with an inhale, walk your hands below your shoulders, 
Extend your chest forward and then hands to your hips, elbows to the sky. Inhale as you rise back up to standing and heel toe your feet back together. Okay, please make your way back to downward facing dog. Okay. Hands press down and forward, hips lift up and back, head releases towards the earth. Let's do our second set of push-ups here. Inhale, shift forward. Exhale, lower down with control, possibly coming to your knees. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips lead you up and back, one. Inhale as you come forward. Exhale as you lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, up and back. Round through your index finger knuckle as you come forward, as you lower down, as you press back up. Exhale, hips up and back. Again, inhale forward, exhale lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips lead you up and back. I'm not very good at counting. Next one, last one. Inhale forward, exhale lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips lead you up and back. Inhale, right leg lifts, three-legged dog. Look forward, exhale, lunge the right foot forward. Same long stride as before. And then melt the left knee to the earth. Feel your feet, your foot and knee on the floor, and then pull them towards one another actively. Activate your legs and square your hips with this action. And then hands to your front thigh. Press your elbows straight as you lift your heart. Shoulder blades down the back side of the chest, waistline draws back, tailbone lengthens down. Maintain all of this as you begin to melt the hips down and forward. Right hip draws towards right heel without leaving the left hip behind. So left knee continues to ground and draw forward bringing with it the left outer hip towards the top of the mat. So either choose to stay here or for today's version of Anjane Asana, we're gonna interlace the hands at the back of the skull. Use your thumbs to lift the base of your skull, lengthen your neck. Widen your elbows out to either side of the room, drawing your shoulder blades onto the back of your heart. And tilt your chin skyward. Engage your breath. Inhale and broaden your chest. Exhale, release your head into the support of your hands. And imagine a second or a third hand at the back of your heart, lifting it to the sky as you curl back. Keep your legs scissoring together. Left outer hip wrapping forward as your right hip uh, melts towards your right heel. And then bring your head forward with your hands. Hands to either side of your front foot. Step back to downward facing dog. And second side. Inhale, left leg lifts. Three-legged dog. Look forward, exhale, lunge your left foot forward. Again, same long stride before melting the right knee to the earth. Scissor your legs together. Right knee pulls forward, left foot draws back before bringing your hands to your front thigh. Straighten your elbows as you lift your chest. Waistline in and back, tailbone down as heart lifts. And then again, 
Melt the left hip towards the left heel as you continue to wrap the right outer hip forward. Again, mentioning that inner spiral of the inner upper thigh, that action happening on the back leg here. So right thigh moving back and widening to the right. And then interlace your fingers behind your skull if you did it on the first side. Lift the back of your head with your thumbs. Widen your elbows out as wide as you can and then pull your elbows in towards your armpits to secure your shoulder blades onto the back of your heart. Tilt your chin up, engage your breath, inhales to broaden the chest, exhales to release the head back, curl back, look back. Again, head, hands are supporting the head, but also imagine a hand lifting the back of your heart. So spine lengthens as you curl back. Hips melt down and forward, chest lifts up, and then chest forward, head forward, hands to the floor, press back, downward facing dog. Press the hands down and forward, lift your hips up and back, and then look forward this time, begin to walk to the top of your mat into a forward fold. Feet can be together or hip width distance, exhale, fold. Inhale, palms to shins, extend your chin and chest. Exhale, fold once more. Inhale, sweep your arms out, up, and overhead. Exhale, palms through heart center and arms down by your sides. Okay, we're going to use the strap again just for another little balance sequence. Let me do a quick demonstration and then there'll kind of be a free, <laughs> then it'll be kind of a free-for-all. So, um... I've experimented with instructing people straight through this, and since it is a balance, sometimes my instructions can get a little long, and you get thrown off by that. So uh, I'm just going to let you go through the sequence at your own pace once you know it. Okay, so I'm just going to take one foot to the floor, take the strap around my uh, lifted leg, extend the strap straight. Now I'm using the strap so that um, if I were to grab the foot, most likely my chest would be curling forward. So I'm gonna use the strap in order to extend my arms as I reach my heel forward and keep my chest lifted up. So things to watch for here are keeping the standing leg straight, so rooting down through that foot, pressing the thigh back, lifting the kneecap up on the standing leg, and for the hip of the lifted leg to stay wrapping towards the floor. What will tend to happen is that hip will lift away from the floor and the side of my body with the lifted leg will shrink. Okay, so that's shape one. And if you want to move from here, take the strap into the hand of the lifted leg and then extend that leg out to the right. So here, extension through the inner leg, contraction through the outer hip, tailbone tucks forward as my chest continues to lift. And if you'd like to do one more shape, you can pass the hand back to the, you can pass the leg back to the opposite hand and then start to turn open to the wall of the lifted leg. Okay, so um, again, I'm not gonna give you guys, I'll give you pointers in this, but you can stay in each pose as long or as short as you want to, or just experiment with one of those poses. So everybody, let's start on the left leg. And then lift the right knee, 
final strap around the foot, extend along the back of the leg, and again, remember to keep the chest lifted, head over heart, heart over the center of your pelvis. And then if the balance is just really killing you here, you might even just bring one, come close enough to a wall, bring one hand to the wall, and get all the same effects of the leg stretch, of the lower spine lengthening, just with a little balance aid. So switch postures when you're ready. Bring the strap to the hand of the lifted leg as you widen the leg out to that side, keeping the chest and hips open to the room in front of you. And have some lightness here, not just in, in your posture, but in your approach, in your, um, in your attitude towards your abilities. So balance can really be an ego buster. So have a sense of humor about falling over as we will all do it once in a while. Okay, experiment with any final postures standing on the left leg that you'd like to try. And then you can release the strap, release the right foot back to the floor. Okay, and second side. Ground through your right foot, lift into your right kneecap, lift your left foot, and take the strap around your left toe knuckles. Holding the strap in both hands, extend the legs straight to begin. And again, check out the hips, try to keep the chest lifted. Enough slack on the straps so that the shoulder blades can draw into the socket, the arms can draw into the shoulder sockets, the shoulder blades can draw down the backside of your chest. Establish a soft and steady gaze. And then as you're ready, Find those other shapes, maybe extending the left leg out to the left. And recognize that balance, yes, comes with practice and time, but also there are just going to be days when balance eludes you. <laughs> whether, you've whether you do this every day or whether you've never done this before. you have not and you would like to, take that third position by crossing the strap across your body, extending the left leg forward as you shift the right ribs now to the left wall. Okay. This is one of those things that um, don't teach that often because I feel that people don't really like it that much, but <laughs> thanks for doing it, um, <laughs> even if you didn't like it. Okay, so now we're going to have a little time for an inversion practice. Um, I'm going to say of your choice, but I'll give you plenty of options. Um, the invitation for November, if you've been in my class uh, other days in November, is to work on tripod headstand and eventually work on the transition from the wide-legged forward fold that we did a moment ago into headstand. So I'll, um, I will demonstrate that first and then I'll give you a couple other options if that's not your bag today. Okay, so I'm just going to come to that same for wide-legged forward fold that we did a moment ago, extending the crown of my head to the floor, widening my legs enough so that the crown of my head touches the floor. So if you're not at the point 
in your wide-legged forward fold where you can get the head on the ground, then you, gotta, you have to keep working there before you um, experiment with the tripod headstand. So assuming that you can get your head on the floor, I'm gonna set my head and my wrists in a equilateral triangular base here. So hands are shoulder width distance apart, elbows are bent at 90 degrees, crown of the head is pressing into the floor, and just as I mentioned earlier, as I fold forward, weight is gonna shift forward in my feet. So I'm just gonna continue the weight shifting forward in my feet and moving into my head so much that I can lift my feet off the floor, taking them wide and then together. Always lifting my shoulders away from my ears and actively pressing the crown of my head into the floor. Tailbone up, waistline back, thigh bones back. And then trying to lower back down through that same means. Okay, this can also be done using a wall without the wide-legged approach. So if you're gonna use a wall, you can start with that same base from a downward-facing dog. Elbows away from the shoulders, heads pressing into the floor, and then one leg can lift, kicking the hips to the wall, legs up the wall, and also, if you don't wanna, if you have another headstand that you like to do, or if you're not comfortable doing any of this today, you can just set your hips on a block against the wall and swing your legs up the wall. This is another very acceptable, very um, beneficial inverted posture. So do whatever form of inversion you'd like. You could do a handstand, you can do a shoulder stand, whatever you're familiar with. Oh good, and yeah, you can also practice the wide-legged forward fold uh, approach against a wall. I didn't even consider that before. Good, Laura, really nice. Good, so keep pressing your head down, actively lift your shoulders up and try to squeeze your legs together eventually. Beautiful, that's an excellent form. Good. And Ross, elbows a little closer together. Good. Shoulders away from your ears. And I think about the tripod headstand is really like, it's almost like you could, you're putting all of your weight in your head, or I feel like it's 90% of your weight is in your head. So it's really important that you try to find that good alignment with your spine and that you don't want your neck to hurt. So if your neck is just hurting, then probably not worth this form of headstand, <laughs> my opinion. <laughs> so um, this isn't, and also in my opinion, this isn't a headstand that needs to be prolonged too long. So maybe a minute, but um, if you're ready, when you're ready, just come down and we'll all meet back in some form of child's pose. Maybe you'd like to take your knees wide apart today and maybe knees are together. Maybe arms extend forward, maybe arms extend back, but whatever it is, just come to some form of child's pose where you're getting this more gentle inverted posture. So you're still, you're still uh, in a position where your head is below the, uh, below the heart. Using this shape to regulate the blood flow and also using this shape to just calm down and come back to the present. Noticing a tendency that many of us might have to 
reflect on the previous posture with uh, a judgment, with a, uh, a, an evaluation. And it's not bad to reflect on what we've done or consider how we've uh, changed our postures or maybe that we've done something that we've never done before. But can you keep that evaluation out of an evaluation of your personal worth? Um, Can you have a certain detachment from outcome in these poses? that what you can and can't do does not necessarily have value outside of your experience. Wherever you're at, just come forward onto your belly. I'm not going to follow you there. Chin on the floor, arms at your sides. Left leg can be relaxed as you activate the right legs. Point strongly through your toes, lengthening along the top of your leg, the front of your leg, and slowly begin to lift the right leg off of the earth. So make the lift of your leg gradual as you continue to point the toes strongly towards the wall behind you or the back of your mat. And then release your right leg down. Right leg can release as we give that same attention and engagement to the left leg. Point through your left toes. And then with the long left leg, slowly begin to elevate the left leg off of the floor. Point and reach and slowly lift higher and higher and then release both feet back to the floor. So now actively press the tops of your feet and maybe all 10 toenails into the earth. Squeeze your legs together. Maybe first the big toes touch, maybe in time you can even bring your inner heels together. And then as the tops of your feet press down, engage your legs so much that your kneecaps draw off of the floor. So front of the pelvis, tops of the feet are grounded as the kneecaps lift. Now extend your arms out to either side of the room like the wings of an airplane. And with an inhalation, slowly, gradually peel your chin and chest and arms and legs off the floor, engaging the entire back body to open up your chest. Gradually lift higher, each inhale like a gust of wind flowing beneath your your aircraft and maintain that height as you exhale and then let it all go. Arms at your sides, big toes touch, heels widen apart. Bring your left cheek to the floor. Look to the right edge of your mat. Allow yourself to be held. Release into the support of the earth beneath you. And once again, connect with your breathing. Always the breath, the breath with you throughout your practice to bring you back to the present. Anytime your mind might start to wander, 
to reflect on the practice that has proceeded to anticipate the practice that is to come. Come back to now. And let's do um, bow pose next. So in the version of bow pose we're going to do now, um, I want you to bend your knees and flex your feet. So in this version, um, grab the outsides of your ankles with both hands, but if you can't grab both ankles, just grab your right ankle to start. And then begin to kick your ankles into your hands, and in this version of the pose, weight will roll towards the front of the pelvis, roll towards the sides, the, the thighs as the chest lifts higher. I imagine it, uh, you're opening your chest up like the bow of a ship. And then relax the posture a little bit, so chest sinks a little bit as you roll onto your right side. So roll onto your right shoulder. And for me, this isn't as active as a posture here. So I really think about the advantage of this side bow pose as using the earth to open up the right shoulder a little bit for you. So just allow your weight on your right side to open your right shoulder, right shoulder blade deeply onto the back of your chest. And as you hold in this posture, can you try to uh, aid that release? So have the goal of surrendering that tension that you might find at the front of your right shoulder. And then roll through center, and if you have the right uh, ankle only. Now begin to grab the left ankle as you roll onto your left side. And you can just let the head fall towards the floor. If you'd like to prop the head, that would be all right. And you can get a little bit of kick with your ankles into your hands, but not too much as necessary. Make this pose somewhat passive. Make this pose somewhat about pr the uh, floor pressing into your shoulder and squeezing your shoulder blades tightly or strongly onto the back of your chest. Recognize differences between left and right. And then come back through center once again, active bow pose. Kick your ankles into your hands, roll your shoulders back, lift your chest up, allow weight to move back towards your thighs as your heart lifts higher, and then let it go. Turn your right cheek to the floor, allow your shoulders to Roll forward, arms at your sides, big toes touch, heels widen apart, and once again, reconnect with the breath and thusly with the present. Recall our initial check-in. So we noticed how the breath was as we brought it into the room. Has the breath changed? We noticed what was calling our attention in our bodies. Has that shifted? We noticed how we were feeling emotionally about the class, about the day. Has that changed? So really take note, really observe the experience of the practice. And walk your hands up to seated. Okay. We're going to come to Virasana, so bring, this is good to have a lot of props handy nearby, especially, um, actually just get all of your props, you may, you may uh, use any of them at this time. 
So knees will come together as your ankles, uh, as your shins uh, angle apart. Press the tops of your feet down, and I always advise that as you take a seat between your heels, you manually pull the flesh of your calves back and apart. So if this is really painful for your knees initially, and uh, Russ, if this is all, I'm looking at you, it looks like this happens a lot. If um, this is too much of an ankle angle for your ankles, then um, sit up on some padding, maybe a couple of blankets would be helpful, so that the feet are lower than the ankles. So that will just eliminate the need for that sharp, uh, straight angle there. And then once your your shins are your shins are seated on the blanket, you'll probably want some height underneath your hips. Is that better on your ankles? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So virasana, hero pose. Allow your tailbone to melt towards the floor, again, as your chest lifts. Take your strap with your right hand and extend your right arm along your right ear. Lengthen from your waistline through your fingertips and then bend your elbow. Tap the the base of your neck. Then left arm out to the left, palm faces back, bend your elbow, reach for fingertips, but if fingertips are not accessible, Grab two ends of your strap. And then what will tend to happen a lot of times is that your chin will just automatically fall to your chest, rounding your upper back. Try to keep your chin parallel to the floor, back of the neck long. And then think about your left shoulder. Uh, uh, The tendency will be for your left shoulder to angle forward. So try to uh, gently, mindfully, Draw the head of your left arm bone towards the back side of your body, thinking about lying the left shoulder blade flat against the back of your chest. Okay, you can either choose to stay here. There's something I really like to do here, which is release the left ear towards the left shoulder, getting a what I find to be a very intense stretch along the right side of my neck into those trapezius muscles. So if you'd like, do that, and if you've done that, you might like to rock your head just very slowly, gently, forward and back. So for me, there's like a lot of uh, intense, uh, intense sensation in my shoulder here. So um, if you're feeling that, if there's any place that feels particularly tight or seized up, can you hold in that place? Can you breathe through that place? Can you find release in that place? All the while, inner thighs rolling towards the floor, sits bones evenly weighted, hands gently pulling away from one another as you extend through your elbows. Then head back to center, release your hands, and then we have a second side. Left arm by your left ear, extend along your left side, reach through your fingertips, keeping the left side body long, Tap the back of your neck, the base of your neck with your left hand. Right arm out to the right. Bend your elbow. Grab two ends of the strap or maybe fingertips. And then keep your chin parallel, chest upright. And think about that right shoulder. So it's going to want to uh, uh, kind of roll forward. Counter that by pulling the head of the right arm bone back, trying to lay the right shoulder blade flat against 
your, the back of your chest. Okay, and if you did it on the first side, if you'd like to experiment with it here, keeping your gaze ahead, release your right ear towards your right shoulder, and then rock your head slowly forward and back. So I, this is just the tightest point for me in my entire body. It's like I can move my head maybe an inch to the right. But I have at different points in my practice uh, done more neck work, uh, and it really does make a difference. So if you would like, if you're noticing a lot of tension here, a lot of restriction, then I'd recommend um, giving your neck a little more attention. It's just, and you don't have to be in this arm position to get, um, get the stretch and uh, the trapezius muscles. You can just extend the left arm out to the left and get maybe a less intense but similar effect. So I'm giving you guys the advice that I am giving myself to do this more often. Okay, head back to center, release the hands. And to come out of your asana, it's good to come forward of the knees. And we're going to move right into our final backbend pose today, which is camel. So I'll just do a quick demo of this, and we'll do it a couple of times together. So uh, op- I'll give you three options for camel today. And um, one is to set the blocks, uh, blocks up at the outsides of your ankles. So I'm going to come to standing on my knees, knees to hip-width distance apart. Just watch me for this first one. I'm going to place my hands as though I have back pockets in my yoga pants. And then with my hands on, in my back pockets, I'm going to lengthen my tailbone down and tuck it forward as I draw my waistline back. Okay, so knees are grounding. As the tailbone lengthens towards the floor, I'm going to tilt my chin up and lift my heart skyward. Wrap my shoulder blades onto the back of my chest. Broaden my collarbones, keeping the back of my neck long, imagining again a hand supporting the back of my heart and the back of my head as I start to curl back. So this can be where you stay today. If you'd like to experiment with bringing the hands to the blocks at the outsides of your ankles, that's kind of an intermediary place where you're not going back so much. And then eventually you might experiment with taking the hands all the way down to the heels. Thumbs point to the outsides of the ankles, fingers to the insides. Shoulders rolling deeply onto the back of the heart, lifting the heart as the tailbone scoops down and the hips press forward. And for me, I feel it's okay to release the head back. I like that as my deepest expression. But if that feels painful for your neck, you can keep the head suspended. And then hands come to hips as you come back up. So this can be a very intense posture as you're kind of leaning back into the unknown and it's just a big exposure of your chest and opening of your heart. So please approach this gradually, mindfully, and have those blocks back there by your ankles just in case you want them. Okay, knees are hip width distance apart, hips are over the knees, hands in the back pockets. Lift your heart up, roll your shoulders back, lengthen your tailbone down. So as your tailbone extends towards the floor, your heart opens and lifts, shoulder blades on your back, chin to the sky, inflate your chest as you inhale, 
Exhale, lean back into that imaginary support of a hand at the back of your head and the back of your heart. Maybe one at a time, hands come to blocks or to the heels. As the hands come down, turn your thumbs out to either side of the room. Fingers come to the insides of heels or the insides of blocks. Good. Really nice. Jason, that's gotten so good over time. Press your hips forward, Laura. Good. And then again, imagine that lifting at the back of your heart. Russ looks really great. Keep extending the hips forward. Tailbone down as heart lifts. And as you're ready, bring one hand to your hip at a time. Roll your shoulders back, forward, lift your heart, and then head comes last, and then take a seat. Okay. Do you guys have any questions about this one? Okay. We're just going to do it one more time. So, um, <laughs> just one more time. Maybe I'll talk a little faster. Okay. Come up onto your knees, hands in your back pockets, shoulder blades on your back. Lift your heart up, tilt your chin to the sky, inflate your chest. Exhale, begin to lean back. Tailbone down as your heart lifts, lengthening the spine as you curl back. One hand at a time to hands, blocks, or to heels or blocks. Roll your inner elbows out, lifting your shoulder blades into the back of your chest as your heart lifts higher. Good. And as you're ready, hands to hips, chest lifts, shoulders roll forward, head comes up last, take a seat on your hip, heels and then swing your legs forward. Okay, excellent job. We're moving towards the end of our practice. Lie on your back and feet on the floor. Head and shoulders on the earth as you draw your right knee into your chest. Interlace your fingers behind your right thigh. Extend your right leg straight, reaching your heel to the sky. Press your thigh into your hands and create resistance with your hands. So kind of neutralizing the low spine after that back bending practice as the lower back can sometimes take the brunt of our back bending practice. So this is relieving anything going on there. If you'd like here, you can extend the left leg straight. As the left leg extends, first ground the heel, then the calf, and roll the left inner thigh towards the earth. And then release the right foot to the floor, unlace your fingers, bend both knees, flex your right foot, and cross your left, right ankle over your left thigh. Slowly draw your left thigh in towards your chest, interlacing your fingers behind your thigh, or if it feels okay for your low back in front of your left shin. As you draw your right ankle in, continue to widen your right knee away from your chest. And then find stillness in whatever shape you have created here, targeting the right hip. And recognize that the intensity of each posture is going to be different. So if this, this might be a very intense uh, experience, but it might start to be more subtle as we come to shapes that are um, more restorative, more counter postures. So if it is subtle, think about how, what the challenges of tuning into a more subtle experience, staying with your mind and with your breath through that experience. 
and release this. Both feet to the floor, left knee into your chest, interlace your fingers behind your left thigh at the meat of your left thigh and extend your left leg straight. Reach your heel to the sky, widen your left hip away from your left shoulder. And if you'd like, right leg extends straight. Heel, calf, right inner thigh towards the floor. And then release with the hands, both feet to the floor, left foot flexes, keeping the left ankle straight as you draw the right knee, right thigh in towards your chest. Interlace your fingers behind your thigh or again in front of your shin if that feels okay for your left hip. As your ankle and right knee draw in closer, widen your left knee away. Keep the back of your neck long against the floor, head and shoulders grounding and rested. And then let that go, both feet to the floor. And then draw your knees into your chest, wrap your arms around the fronts of your legs, grabbing hold of wrists, forearms, or even elbows if you can reach them. Draw your forehead towards your knees. Curl yourself into a little ball. Tuck your tailbone towards your heels. Pull yourself into a tight, singular space so that your back body rounds away from the floor. Less and less of your back body is touching the earth. And then let it go. Find your way to lying on your back for Savasana. So, um, it is still a little cool in the room, so if you'd like to take the time to put on additional clothing or to cover yourself up with a blanket, please do so. We've got about seven minutes for Savasana today. And if you'd like to take any alternative um, restorative posture at this time, feel free to do that if you're familiar with one. Otherwise, make your way to lying on your back, extend your legs out, and set your heels at least hip width distance apart, if not wider. Arms are at a slight angle along your, along your side. Take the time to gently tuck your shoulder blades underneath your back to, again, emphasize the opening, the exposure of your heart. Palms are open to the sky. You might lift your head just slightly to extend along the back of your neck, tilt your chin towards your chest before releasing the weight of your head down. Then you can scan your body for any tension still being uh, still being felt, still being held. Starting with the toes, relaxing toes, the soles of your feet, the bones, the muscles, the flesh of your feet, your ankles, moving up through your shins and calves, knees and thighs. 
contemplate any and all tension still present in your legs. Cease to work, cease to struggle. Release the weight of your pelvis. Soften and settle your internal organs. Identify any tension residing in and around your rib cage. And let it go. Unleash it. Grow the space for your heart. Grow the space for your lungs. Relax your fingers your palms, your wrists, your forearms, your elbows, your upper arms, deflate any and all tension from your arms. So much attention paid to the upper back. Notice that area, how it feels. allow the earth beneath you to hold you, to support you. Relax your throat and neck. Space behind your ears, the back of your skull, top of your head, your forehead. Allow your cheeks to be slack, your eyelids heavy, chin soft, lips soft. Invite movement back into your fingers and toes. 
Gradually begin to rock your arms, legs, and the back of your head from side to side. One at a time, bend your knees, extend your right arm along your right ear, and roll onto your right side. Moving into this transitional posture, giving you an opportunity to once again reflect on your practice today. Recognize your efforts, the effort to get to class, and the continual, the continual effort of staying present throughout the practice. Trying these different shapes and using these shapes to find new connections between mind and body. So show yourself some gratitude for all of your efforts. Surround your practice with this aura of gratitude, making it easier to come back to next time. Keeping your eyes closed, press your way back to a seated position. Bring hands together at heart center, and we'll close practice with the single sound of Aum. Exhale your breath, and inhale for Aum. Aum. Thank you all for coming out to practice today. Thank you for your hard work and focus. I really appreciate this time I am able to spend in this room with you and with this practice. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome.